Hi, this is Adina here with today's episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, podcast show of courage to be curious. As you know, we have been talking about the Niyama of Santosha this entire month of August. And with five Saturdays, it's actually given us quite a lot of time to explore and go into Santosha. Santosha being the second of the Niyamas in the overall structure of the Yamas and the Niyamas, the principles of ethical practice and ethical living that are guided by yoga. And Santosha, as you know, is contentment. And in this final episode of the month, after you've been taking in all of these beautiful teachings about Santosha, I wanted to talk a little bit of about the barriers that can keep us from accessing Santosha. On one sense, when we think about pursuing happiness and these various kinds of terminologies, I think, isn't it really contentment? A sense of contentment in the ways we've been defining it throughout the month here that we're really striving for. We can be happy when certain things happen. We can be happy in certain events. Happiness has kind of a joyful element to it. But inside, isn't there this state of kind of a contentment, a hum of ease, a hum of you know, being able to be present to what is that really is the longer lasting thing I believe many of us are looking for. And so I wanted to set this final episode of the month dedicated to what are some of the barriers that keep us from accessing it and what is the practice that we can use to overcome almost all of them. So I sat and thought about it. As many people know, this is um, the end of August. I, like many others in my situation, have become an empty nester, sending the last of my children off to college. So I'm in one of these periods of transition for many reasons where sometimes contentment can be a difficult thing to access. So it's given me a lot of opportunity to really delve deeply and keep exploring and thinking about Santosha from many vantage points. And the vantage point here, as I said, is going to be what are the barriers that can keep us from being able to access it or remain in it, um, keep it going. So here's my, my top six list. So the first one is FOMO, <laughs> to use a um, popular term out there, the fear of missing out. So in no way is it true that if we are living a content life that we are actually missing out. And yet if we pay careful attention and think about what is one of those things that can keep us from wanting to just be content, be present to what is, be grateful in what is, be experiencing what is, is perhaps a mind story that if I'm present in what is and if I'm content and happy in what is and where I am, that <clears throat> will I miss out on something that I'm not thinking about? Will I miss out on something that I'm not currently exploring? Exploring? Will I miss out on something that you know I'm not pursuing because I'm too busy being content with where something is right now? So sort of as strange as that seems, <clears throat> I think if we get honest with ourselves, we can see that maybe for some of us, there's a little bit of FOMO in there. Related to FOMO, perhaps the cousin of FOMO is this notion of complacency. And I think this is a really good one to notice inside, which is we live in a world where 
there's always kind of like, well, what's next? Or what's the next achievement I can make? Or what's the next place I can go? Or where am I trying to get to? Or how would I like to grow this? That kind of thing. And almost this fear, just like with FOMO, that content would lead to complacency. And I think it's an interesting question to get curious about. To what extent is your notion of contentment coupled with an idea of complacency where maybe we're even afraid to allow ourselves to sink into contentment because will that make us complacent? Will that make us no longer the person who strives for things or who achieves things? And to get curious about the question of can we live in an ever-expanding world from a state of contentment? Or do we have to forfeit contentment in order to continue to grow and expand with the world? I don't think the latter is true. I think there is a way for those two things to coexist together. And I think it's probably something that we need to get honest and curious about. You know, how do those two things measure up in our own minds? So a third barrier to contentment, I believe, is <clears throat> habituation. Just like everything else the mind can get used to, the mind can get used to not being content. <laughs> the mind can get used to finding fault with what is and thinking that there's something else out there to be achieved or to be gained and or this sense of not being it, not being grateful. But as soon as a good thing comes, it like passes through quickly or we move it through quickly only to reveal that thing which is not yet good or is not yet what we want it to be or is not yet right. And so our mind can literally be in a habit cycle that um, eliminates or serves as a barrier to our touching into contentment. A fourth barrier that I think is out here is and especially if you're on the East Coast with me, but I think it's taking over a lot in certainly a Western world way of thinking, is a judgment about, um, again, if contentment is associated with quiet or being satisfied with what is, does it run counter to the measures of success that we've set ourselves? Success means striving. Success means get, getting ever better. Success means having more and doing more. And that we can almost, if we're honest with ourselves, have a judgment around being content. Like, what would that actually mean? Does that mean you're lazy? Does that mean you don't care? Does that mean... So I think the thing I'm really inviting us to get curious about is what do we associate contentment with that might be holding us back from being able to access and experience it. Um, two other barriers. One is it's hard to keep or to live something that we perhaps have never experienced. I've realized this in many cases that when something is totally unfamiliar to me, it seems scary and it seems very far away. And sometimes I'm not even sure, well, how do I know what that thing would even look like if I had it or if I experienced it? Or it's so foreign to me that I don't even know how I would go about doing it. And so I think another place for us to be honest with is, could we honestly say that we've ever experienced contentment? Do we ever, if we, do we ever feel like we've been in that place, that we've even had a glimpse of it for a moment? And if we haven't, 
then that might be a barrier because we're not even sure what it would feel like. We're not even sure how we would know it if we did experience it. Um, and then finally, this one that I think a sense of contentment is often best accessed or at least recognized in moments when we allow ourselves to be quiet, quiet to be present and quiet to be grateful for what we're present to. In some ways, I think they're part and parcel to the experience of contentment is that we actually take the time to be in and notice the thing that we're in and be in the gratitude of the thing that we're in. And how comfortable are we with being quiet? For many people, the state of being quiet, the state of sitting and pausing and simply noticing can be a very uncomfortable state. It can even be a fearsome state. And I guess I would question as to whether or not we can genuinely ever experience contentment, whether we can tap into it and you know, be in it or touch it if we never allow ourselves to be quiet. But if quiet is a scary place for us, we might never get there. So these were the six barriers that I came up with. You'll notice that the barrier that I did not state to contentment is that the outside world suddenly, you know, that the outside world doesn't conform to our desires. <laughs> and it's funny because most people, if you ask them, like, you know, well, what's keeping you from feeling content right now? We tend to direct our attention to things that are outside. Well, you know, this isn't going right. These things aren't falling into place. The money is not right. My schedule is not right. There's too many demands. We look at the external things, as we've been talking about this month, as though they are responsible for our sense of contentment or not, our experience of Santosha. And I think we've been talking enough this month to realize that if we are counting at, on the outside world or even giving the responsibility of our own contentment to the outside world, wow, we are really giving it away. And we can see enough times, I've experienced it so many times where a great moment will come for people, things will fall into place and it's like the enjoyment of that lasts maybe 30 seconds if we're lucky until the mind immediately goes to, well, what's the next potential thing that could happen that would disrupt, you know, all of these things being in place or the next thing that we didn't see before, but is now wrong and needs to be fixed. So um, I did not mention the barrier of the external world not falling into place because I don't actually believe that that is the barrier. Um, it's the one that gets the attention, but it's not actually the barrier to our contentment. Our con barriers to our contentment are these things that have to do with our internal concepts and our internal states. So what is the way to overcome this? And it was interesting as I sat this morning even and meditating on Santosha, um, I was, you know, just allowing kind of guidance to come in and you know, after between the meditation and, and the time of sharing this, there were some things that intervened in between, but there was actually an email that spoke directly to this from a mindfulness listserv that I am on. And, you know, really talked about what are the, what is the way to overcome the busy mind or any of these barriers to Santosha. And the teaching was to allow ourselves to be present to whatever it is we're doing or experience and to be grateful. Be present and be grateful. So simple and so challenging, right? Be present and be grateful. 
being present means our being quiet, our being aware, our being noticing, our noticing, our being not so busy, our not wishing that we were somewhere else or trying to get somewhere else or looking back where we've been, actually being present and being grateful, grateful for whatever the experience is. And grateful even when you know things are challenging, that we have the fortitude to withstand the challenge, that the challenge may have something instructive to teach us, that the challenge is bringing something to light that we didn't see before. So being present to it and being grateful, whatever it is that um, the moment brings. And so in the culmination of this month of exploration of Santosha, I want to just really invite us, if we're serious about wanting to get closer to it, of wanting to better experience and understand, touch into what Santosha is, to allow ourselves moments every day, even if it's three minutes on your clock, to sit, to allow ourselves to be quiet, to be present to whatever our experience is at the moment, and to find the space where we can be grateful for whatever it is, and no sorting, no sorting of, well, I can be grateful for this, but not for this. I can be grateful for this, but not for this. But allowing ourselves to find the place where we can access gratitude for whatever is. And to notice in making this a daily practice, being present to what we're experiencing, being present to the moment, and seeking the place of gratitude, if it doesn't in fact allow us to touch into Santosha, to touch into the sense of contentment. So this is the wrap-up of our month exploration of this second of the Niyamas. And you may want to consider going back to the beginning of the month and actually listening to them all again if you're still curious about Santosha, if you're really wanting to think about the teachings, you know, a multitude of teachings that can help you to, you know, really connect with this, this experience of life, which is what I think we're all seeking certainly feel free to share them with other people who you think would benefit from them. And as we come back in September, the energy will have shifted. We'll be moving into the stages of early fall, at least in the feeling of energy, if not on the calendar yet, and be looking toward our next of our Niyamas. If you are not signed up for our newsletter, the top of the month is always a newsletter introducing the next topic of our exploration, and you can sign up on our website at couragetobecurious.com. And um, if you are so inclined and you really love the show, share it with friends, and also please go onto iTunes and rate the show, and it helps us to be found. To your contentment, thank you for listening.